We desperately need Jesus to open our eyes to see that in fact the world is going to come crashing down. I wonder how many of you had a conversation like this within the last couple of months. It goes something like this. Somebody goes, comes up to you and they say, man, what's happening in the news? It's, it's wild. It's, it all seems a bit apocalyptic, doesn't it? And then, then you say, yeah, it's crazy, huh? And then that's it. The conversation just stops right there. But it, it can't stop right there. That, that's such a depressing conversation. But Christians are having these conversations. I know I have the same conversation. But there's more to it. And that's why Jesus is showing us these signs. He doesn't want us to simply acknowledge that the end is near. But he wants us to rejoice. The following is a sermon from Peace Lutheran, a church located in downtown Aiken, South Carolina. For more information and for more content, go to peaceinaiken.com. The Gospel according to Luke chapter 21. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly, like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch, and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. So I found myself in Hobby Lobby this last week, and the whole place was decked out for Christmas. You know how it goes with these stores. Decorations are just everywhere. The Christmas music is jamming. And I was, I was waiting in the checkout line, by all those different trinkets and treats that they want you to buy as you're waiting there. And I noticed behind me this display of books. And at the very bottom of that display was a book about the signs of the apocalypse. Hobby Lobby had quite the contrast going on there. They had the Christmas music ringing through the air, and then they had this book about the destruction of the world. 
And I was wondering to myself, how many people are going to bend down and pick up that book for some light holiday reading? How many people are going to get that as a perfect stocking stuffer gift? Probably not too many people. During the holidays, we don't really want to think about that. We don't want to think about all of the bad things that are going on in this world. We'd much rather turn on a Hallmark movie where everything's lighthearted, where everything ends just perfectly and it's just a happy story. We're less excited to turn on the news and hear those headlines about the pandemic, about war, about corruption, about all the disasters you hear about. But that's exactly what Jesus wants us to think about this morning. Jesus wants to think about these things, signs that the end is near. It's the first Sunday of Advent. Church is decorated beautifully. Christmas is in the air. But this is what Jesus wants us to think about. He wants us to be ready for, that com- for his coming. And so he opens our eyes to what is happening in the outside world. And he also opens our eyes to what's happening in our own little worlds to see what's going on there. Jesus' encouragement for us at both levels is this. Don't let the world get you down. See what's happening in the outside world. Jesus was teaching in the temple, and he was telling the people that the temple and Jerusalem was going to come crashing down. And for those people, that must have been pretty hard to hear, pretty hard to believe, but it all happened. Just as Jesus said, and that sheds light on our times right now. Take a look around. The signs are all there. War, pandemic, corruption, persecution, you name it. We are in the last days. Once the world finally comes crashing down, there's going to be no mistaking it. No Hollywood special effects or CGI could possibly portray what people are going to see on that last day. Jesus says, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. The foundations of the world will become unhinged. The sun is blown out like a candle. Whole galaxies will collide, their embers bleeding through the dark night sky. Stars will be falling like rain. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. The waters of the deep surge, white with disruption. Their waves adding to the symphony of sirens and screams that are heard all over the world. How is one to react to all this? How, how would you react? What, what's going through your mind as you're sitting in your living room and the lights go out? Not just the lights on the TV, but the lights outside. The sun is blown out like a candle. What's going through your mind? What's coming out of your mouth? Jesus tells us how the unbelieving world will react. He says, people will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. People are going to have no idea what to do. They will faint. 
men, women, and children all over the world will see these signs and will be at a total loss of what's going on and what they can possibly do. So how do you react? Whether it's these signs at the very end of time or it's these signs that we're seeing right now in the end times, what is your reaction? It's so easy to follow suit with the world. It's so easy to fall into fear and paranoia because they're contagious. You think back to this last year, how many days did it take for stores to sell out of toilet paper and other basic necessities? Fear spreads. Or we could be on the other extreme of things. Instead of living in fear, we could be living in denial. We turn off the news, we stop reading the newspaper, and we just try to tune out completely. Pretend like everything's great and that nothing is actually going on in the world. It'll all work out just fine like a Hallmark movie. But either response, whether it's fear or denial, it's a distortion of the world that Jesus is showing us today. And it's a lack of faith in Jesus' prophecy that all these things will happen, but also a lack of faith in his promises of deliverance. We desperately need Jesus to open our eyes to see that, in fact, the world is going to come crashing down. I wonder how many of you had a conversation like this within the last couple of months. It goes something like this. Somebody goes, comes up to you and they say, man, what's happening on the news? It's, it's wild. It's, it all seems a bit apocalyptic, doesn't it? And then you, then you say, yeah, it's crazy, huh? And then that's it. The conversation just stops right there. But it, it can't stop right there. That, that's such a depressing conversation. But Christians are having these conversations. I know I had the same conversation. But there's more to it. And that's why Jesus is showing us these signs. He doesn't want us to simply acknowledge that the end is near. But he wants us to rejoice. He wants us to rejoice that the end is near. That's why after showing us this, this picture of destruction, he stops and he draws our attention to the little green buds of life on a fig tree. Jesus takes us to a summer day. And he wants us to look at that last day like a summer day, to long for it, a warm day with the wind running through your hair and a crisp iced tea in your hand. So when you notice that the world is crashing down all around you, we don't need to hang our heads in defeat. Rather, we lift up our heads because we know what is coming. Or rather, we know who is coming. Christ who died, Christ who has risen, is the same Christ who will come again. And so we stand up tall with confidence and with joy as we welcome the Son of Man who will come in a cloud with power and great glory. When that moment finally comes, there's going to be no mistaking it. No Hollywood special effects, no CGI could possibly capture the beauty that is in that moment. The world may be falling down all around you, 
but nothing's going to be able to take your eyes away from him. The bridegroom coming back for the bride. Those embers of exploding galaxies will just provide a magnificent backdrop to the whole scene. This isn't a moment to cower in fear. It's a moment to stand on our tiptoes, get the best possible view of what's happening. It's a moment to jump for joy, heart beating out of our chests for what we get to see with our eyes. The Son of Man coming for you. Don't let the world get you down. Even when it looks like it's falling apart, Jesus opens our eyes to see that these signs are signs of joy and confidence because our redemption draws near. That's, that's the big picture. But we also want to think about our own lives. What's going on in our own worlds? Because there are things that can get us down there too. Most of life doesn't consist of these huge decisions and these transformational events. Most of life actually consists of really little decisions and seemingly insignificant events. And here, Jesus' words for us this morning, he's warning us about those little things. He's warning us about the little anxieties of day-to-day-to-day life, things that happen to you every day, things that can get you down. Do you know how many decisions you make in a single day? 35,000. It's estimated that the average adult makes 35,000 decisions every single day, worrying about this and that, wondering about this and the other thing. And after a while, after a long day, that can really get you down. It can stress you out and it can wear you out. I think it's, it's really interesting that in addition to warning us about these worries of daily life, Jesus warns us about drinking too much. And I wonder if part of the reason is because the one can so easily lead to the other. Do we get so weighed down by the stress of life that we feel like we need a couple of drinks just to take the edge off of things? Because alcohol... Too much alcohol can certainly take the edge off of things. It can take that stress of decision-making and thinking and just shut it off. And life can seem pretty great when you don't have to worry about all those 35,000 decisions. That's the thing. Alcohol can very deceptively lift our spirits, make us feel weightless and light. But actually, alcohol is a depressant. It weighs you down, it slows everything down, and it disarms you. As we're thinking about Christ coming back on the last day, of course we need to be able to think, we need to be able to be aware. And so we can't shut off our thinking. Rather, we need to know exactly what's going on in our world. The other day, I was walking to the park that's near our apartment, And on the side of the road, I noticed a little empty plastic bottle, Smirnoff vodka. And it's always a bit troubling to see those empty bottles and cans on the side of the road. But what really troubled me was how many of them there were. 
And not all different kinds, different sizes, different assortments, all the exact same bottle, the exact same brand, at least a hundred of them. Some of them buried under months of pine needles. Others looked like they were tossed recently. And I think about that, and my heart goes out to whoever has made that a daily ritual. You've got to wonder what is going on in their world. Talk about a heavy heart. But then it also made me stop and think, is my heart really that different? Is it really any lighter? Because I thought about it, and you know, Smirnoff and stress, they're not all that different. Can a few too many drinks here and a few too many decisions there really do the same thing? Can a late night out at the bar, free from worry, and a late night at home, filled with worry, do the same damage to my heart? Weigh it down so much and make me so unprepared, so unready for Christ's coming. Jesus tells us, watch out, be careful. As we consider this warning from Jesus, think about what was going on in Jesus' world. It was the Tuesday of Holy Week, and each day Jesus was teaching at the temple, and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives, and all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. Jesus was spending time with God's people, in God's house. In the evenings, Jesus went to a quiet place where he could watch and pray. Of those 35,000 decisions that Jesus made on that Tuesday, he made them all perfectly, and he made them with your salvation in mind. Because he knew what was coming on Friday. On that Friday when Jesus breathed his last, when the sun went out, when the world shook, when dead men walked from the grave. These are all the signs that show you that your world has been changed forever. When your Lord rose from the dead, he put under his feet everything that works to get you down. The devil and his lies the world and its worries, your flesh and its lack of faith. Your Lord reigns supreme over all of these things. And here this morning, we have an invitation from our exalted Lord to stop and to think what it is that's weighing heavy in our hearts. We have an invitation from our Lord to go to him in prayer, to pray for confidence and joy as we see the world falling apart, maybe as we see our own world falling apart. We know that Jesus hears those prayers. And we know that Jesus knows what's happening in our own world better than we do ourselves. And Jesus is ruling there in really powerful ways. You know, it's, it's beautiful to see how Christ is ruling in your hearts. Even in the little ways, because I know and I see that you're not only watching out for what weighs heavy in your own hearts,
but you're watching out for one another. And you're carrying one another's burdens. I've seen it this morning. As you talk with one another, the joy and the laughter that you bring to each other. You pray for one another in the good times and in the bad. You give advice to one another. You share your passions, your pastimes, all of these things. You let other people into your life. You share food with one another. It's beautiful to see. And here you are in God's house early in the morning to hear him teaching. So that you can watch and pray with one another. It is beautiful to see. The signs are all there. Jesus is ruling in your hearts. And Jesus won't let the world get you down. He's shown you these signs and you know exactly what's coming. You look forward to that day with joy and confidence. And Jesus has opened your eyes to what weighs heavy in your hearts to make you ready for his glorious coming again. The same Lord who rules over the whole universe is the same Lord ruling in your hearts. He's the same Lord who promises to hear us when we pray, come quickly, dear Savior. Amen.